been an interesting week. Um, we had a couple of small grenades lobbed at us, and we lobbed back. And I think it's time now to get into a serious discussion about the issues, a discussion that I hope will continue uh, throughout the, the coming years. And it really has to do with the politics of resentment, and it has to do with the antagonism we see towards the city of Madison. Now, if we look at the state of Wisconsin, we're fortunate that Kansas exists because at least we don't have to win, worry about winning the race to the bottom. But what our two states have in common is leadership driven by ideology, not by practicality, not by fairness, not by realism. And so long as the state of Wisconsin has leadership both in the state capitol and in Washington, leadership that ideologically is trapped, we are going to continue to have the kind of economic challenges Wisconsin faces. Here in Madison, we have a very different view on how to build an economy, how to build a sense of community. Now, despite the fact that we've seen massive cuts in the public sector, which historically over the last 150 years has been the basis for Madison's economy, we are having economic success that is unmatched and unrivaled in the rest of the state. I've been fortunate to participate in a number of the conferences that the Kauffman Foundation holds. I just returned from one last week. The Kauffman Foundation is unmatched in regards to institutions that look at entrepreneurship and how to build economies. They've made it very clear that Wisconsin is the worst state in terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of capitalism, in terms of creating new businesses and in turn new jobs. And yet they have recognized that among cities Madison stands out as one of the leaders. Now, Madison's economy is one that is premised on public investment in infrastructure and on education and a recognition of public-private partnerships. It's meant that in the last decade, the last 15 years, particularly the last half a dozen, we have set the bar in terms of everything from creating jobs to establishing a viable tax base 
that not only benefits Madison, Dane County, and our region, but the entire state. We are not afraid to take responsibility for raising revenues, for taxation, for monies that are wisely spent, and then return an investment which benefits all of us. Now, I wish I had more current data than uh, all of the charts that, that we've got here. I wish that it was always a little more, more current. Over the past 10 years, the Madison region has gone from being 12% of the state's total economic output to over 17%. Though only 14% of the state's population, the Madison region was responsible for 92% of the net statewide job growth over the last 10 years. During the recovery from the recession, Madison's created 28% of the net new jobs in the state. And as you can see from these other charts, uh, we continue to be the leader. The purpose of this is to focus on what we're doing right and a desire to share it with all of Wisconsin. Right now in the legislature, there is a debate taking place within the Republican Party as to whether or not we should finally do something about the roads and the highways and the bridges in the state. That discussion is just a microcosm of the problem. It's not just about highways and roads and bridges. It's about public transportation. It's about preserving our, our rivers, our waterways, our lakes. And it's about our schools. Now, just this week, the River Valley School District found that it has to close Lone Rock and Arena Elementary Schools. One of the residents of the area said, I fear for the future of our local communities as they look forward to the loss of local schools creating falling property values, creating terrible busing situations for our youngest students, and having families with young students deciding not to move into our area. When you measure the value of a school. It's not just the cost of its operation. To close a school has all sorts of consequences. And it can mean the loss of identity of the community. It can mean the loss of the families and of private investment. It's time for the state of Wisconsin to reevaluate its present approach, to reevaluate the kind of leadership that the governor, that Representative Sean Duffy provide, and instead of being angry, instead of pointing the kinds of criticisms that were leveled at Madison this week, ask. Can we do this together? 
can we improve the quality of life for everyone in this state? I hope we can take this opportunity from the, the insults thrown at us by Duffy and turn it into a constructive statewide conversation about why we need to invest. The documentation is clear. We can go back to the Civil War. Every period of economic growth in this country was preceded by private investment in communications, in transportation, in infrastructure, in schools, and in education. Why we're going to reject that American tradition is beyond me. Why we're going to be locked in to a failed ideology which ruins our economy and destroys our towns is, is beyond explanation. So, whether it's the governor or it's Representative Duffy, let's get engaged and let's start this discussion. I'll be glad to take any questions. Is it is it helpful? You know, you came back at at Congressman Duffy pretty hard. Is that is that cheap in what you're saying now to say can we can't we come together and have a conversation about this? I saw Duffy's comments as an opportunity to escalate the discussion. And uh, took the opportunity to join with him in getting this focused. Now, I'm not sure he appreciates where uh, I'm trying to take the discussion, the conversation. But I saw that as an opportunity to really get the conflicting values out there. Um, I think it was noted in this morning State Journal that this is a liberal, this is a progressive, this is a capitalistic city. And we use all sorts of, of, of public roles in partnership with the private sector. Monona Terrace was a major investment. And now we've got a stream of room taxes generated by the existence of Monona Terrace that pays for the facility and at the same time major contributions to the economy. We're going to be doing the same with Starting Block, another public-private collaborative venture. When we tax the businesses on State Street and the Square to maintain State Street and, and, and the Capitol Concourse, we end up creating some of the most valuable real estate for capitalists in the state of Wisconsin. Our investment in our public schools is another example. And we're repaid by having 
a better trained and better, better educated workforce, which is what business owners desire. Yes, they would like lower taxes, but more important than lower taxes is a well-educated, well-trained workforce. So you're saying that you now want a dialogue with somebody whom you called a moron, a liar, and a charlatan? Well, it doesn't have to be him specifically. It could be, and maybe more importantly, the residents of the district. You said that you spoke with Governor Walker about uh, getting some state help with the public market. Where do those? Where is that at this point? Interesting. We were just discussing this past week. Um, we're in discussions with the private owners of the shopping center, and as we develop a relationship with them as to the nature of the development we will then be in a position to go directly to the state with specifics uh, as, as, as to what kind of programmatic uh, participation uh, they can make. Do you know what the timeline on that might be? I'm hoping we'll be there by the end of this, this coming year for sure. And do you know about how much money you would need from the state? No, but I know what I'd like to see uh, based on what other states have done. You know, somewhere in the vicinity of four to six million. In 2013, Madison had a drop growth rate of nearly 6%, and it's an outlier in the rest of the region. Yes. The chart would account for that. Is that epic? It could be, it could be epic. Um, and, and I'll tell you, some of these numbers may not be as good today as they were one or two years ago, uh, but I think the key is the direction we're going. I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be uh, a big gain every year, but the trend line over a period of years is, is up. Um, the, uh, what I think is the real key here is the collaboration between the public and the private sectors. And for example, I just want you mentioned Epic, and I'll, I'll give you an example. We have had a conscious strategy that as employees, in effect, graduate out of Epic, we attempt to keep as many of them in the Madison area as possible. This is how we are approaching it. It's in terms of bicycle trails, in terms of housing, in terms of cultural and, and, and other uh, type of events. If somebody spends 10 years at Epic and is ready for a change in their career, we're hoping that they love Madison and want to stay here, and we're hoping that we've got other businesses that they would then be interested in, in going to work. Or, as we've seen in some instances, creating their own businesses and managing those. 
And that's, 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 that's been a very deliberate strategy. Where do you think this whole attack Madison thing started and, and why? Well, it's, it, this, this attack Madison culture has been around for decades. I mean, I can remember when I was an undergraduate, um, folks spouting off in the legislature um, deciding that it, it played well back home. But it's only been in the last 10, 15 years that it's spread and taken deeper roots to the point where I think it's, it's hurting the entire state. Again, look at all of the redistributed funds that are collected collected coming out of Madison and Dane County and then sent into other communities through various state aid programs. And, and, and that's why I think it's so important that we, we talk about it now. Um, as, as crude as Representative Duffy's uh, comments were and as deceptive as they were, they play well. I mean, he could just get up there and say that Dane was the only county in the state doing a, a hand recount. And, you know, we've already seen what the data is on that and how, how erroneous it was. Um, but what we've got to do and it's also something that impacts the university. We've got to articulate what our role is in the state and why we've been successful. Uh, the university research. There isn't a county in this state that has not economically benefited over the last hundred years from university research, whether it was how to market uh, um, mashed potatoes, how to create uh, better strains of corn, how to ensure the better health of our dairy industry. This university has served uh, the entire state and has served it well. But it is time that we change this discussion and understand that investing in the university is good for all of us and understand that the kind of economic strategies that we have here in Madison and Dane County work and that uh, perhaps it's time to re-examine the kind of state leadership that won't even take care of the road system which was principally built to serve the rural dairy industry in Wisconsin. Thank you.
from Mr. Mayor? Uh, Nick? Uh, we're, we're I can talk to Dan about getting them vacation. But they, the, they were prepared by uh, our economic development staff. Outside of obviously not being the capital, what what distinguishes the way the Madison economy is run here in terms of this, the private-public partnerships and everything compared to Milwaukee, the other economic hubs? I don't know that I could distinguish so much the differences between Madison and Milwaukee, but I will say that the big difference between Madison and the rest of the state generically uh, has been investments in uh, well, I, I gave you some examples before. Investments in things like the State Street Mall and Capitol Concourse. In creating a place where people want to be. And, you know, what's the value of that? Well, you know, you can go watch ESPN some evening and Scott Van Pelt, when he starts talking about Madison, starts raving about State Street. And that is marketing and advertising that, that we couldn't buy. If you go read the recent national articles and publications in USA Today and Sports Illustrated, when they talk about Madison being the best city in the country for college sports, which then means we attract thousands and thousands of people uh, to this community when there's basketball, football games. Um, they're talking not just about the game itself, but they're talking about the amenities. They're talking about the bicycle trails. They're talking about a walk down State Street. And that has economic value. Um, in terms of some of the TIFs that we've done over the years uh, and adding to the housing stock, that's that's really been been critical, and and I can't remember the the exact details, but I suggest that you go look at the hundred largest cities in the United States, and look at their populations 20 years ago and today. Now eliminate all of the southern and southwestern states, and focus solely on center cities in the Midwest in the Northeast, the old Rust Belt, the Snow Belt. You have two cities in Columbus, Ohio and in Indianapolis that have grown through annexation in, in the, the, the recent decades where the cities became the entire county. But in terms of absolute population growth, we're the only city. We are the only city that has grown in population. Five years from now, if trends continue, the value of all real estate in Madison is going to be greater than Milwaukee. And keep in mind, all of the university and state buildings are not part of the property tax base. I mean, I'm just hearing this and, and thinking, is this 
would you be in favor of some kind of a sit down with some of the Republican state leaders and some kind of a conference or symposium or something on something like this to get? I think the gr- I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I'll tell you where the greatest value would be. I'd like to start it with Robin Voss, and the reason I'd, I'd want to start it with him is that at least in the narrow area of transportation with roads and highways, he seems to get it. Then I'd like to include some of the his, of his Republican colleagues who he's having trouble with in terms of convincing them. And I don't know if I were to sit alongside Robin Voss um, if I could assist him in documenting, demonstrating with facts, with history, uh, why that's a good idea. But I'd have two objectives. One is to convince a majority of the legislature that this kind of investment is critical and essential to the state's economy. And secondly, convincing Robin Voss that he's got to go beyond highways and roads. He's got to go to the public schools. We have got to make sure that what's happening in the River Valley School District is reversed and that throughout the state, whether communities are 100,000 or 10,000, that the public schools survive and are healthy. Not just survive, but they've got to be healthy. You mentioned that you guys have had a strategy of keeping epic workers once they kind of graduate from the program over there. Uh, there's been a big construction boom, and you note it here. Obviously, construction doesn't, those booms aren't perpetual. Is there any sort of strategy to keeping the benefits of that once that kind of slows? Well, we don't know what five or ten years from now means in terms of the economy, in terms of changes of of industry. But we're doing some things. For example, we're watching vacant land in and around Madison. And we're looking at possible uses uh, for those properties. We've just approved a $100,000 special study on Oscar Mayer. And we see that as a great opportunity for creation of jobs and take the decision that we've made. We are not going to develop it as a housing site. That is an example. That decision itself is an example of what I'm talking about. Now, eventually along the periphery, there may be some housing on, on the Oscar Mayer site. But the principal uh, utilization of those 20, 30 acres is to be for job creation. I, I, let me just, just make another observation since you brought that up. I've, and I've made this, I made this comment long before I returned to office. If I was in my late 20s, my early 30s, and was interested in development, 
I'd be buying up land all up and down South Park Street. South Park Street is the next great economic opportunity in the city uh, now that we've got East Washington underway. When you look at its location, its proximity to the Beltline and the interstate, its proximity less than 10 minutes to, to downtown and the university, the presence of major hospitals, uh, something's going to happen there. Anything else? Thanks.